Enlightenment is an infinite, constant, and recursive application of the removal of obstruction. That sounds like a child made that up. Gen Z, political online subculture. I was so intoxicated. We might only be in like 900 to 1100 AD. Like with impunity. Fuck you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I have not had the sensation of hunger for about three and a half days. Are all the fucking time periods like just going side by side and like you just choose yours? You did not know you were signing up for a psychological fucking ride the guardrail on on the apex of the turn at top speed. And I think more people need to pump the brakes. Now the clap has happened. That clap means this is the third installment of the Charismatic Podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. A few weeks have passed since our last pod. Um... What has happened has been the holiday season, Christmas, New Year's. Uh, we've also been hit with a what's some unprecedented another wave of COVID. I guess it's not un- unprecedented if you uh, include the last two variants. Uh, however, there are some sort of special things about this one that we hope to get into. Um, Cody, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, this is, I love that we're we're doing this uh you know at the first weekend of the new year i think it really like sets a tone for the continuation of this podcast and really like getting some momentum going it's something that's definitely like made us happier people yeah this is just the beginning given you could obviously see if you're looking at the screen i'm hitting you with the asmr neck stretch gotta get it gotta get it 2022 it's gonna be uh, a fun fucking time i think you know people sympathize with you on those neck stretches because i've been getting people coming up to me and talking about like my what, neck yeah what happened at the house <laughs> of blues and like is this kid okay that sucks and they want me to answer uh, and i'm like I, yeah. what you heard on the pod is like all i know about yeah I, w- I wish uh, i wish i didn't have to i wish it wasn't visible pain but it doesn't hurt it's just agonizing but uh we'll, we'll get through it it's been fucking five years but don't worry about it agonizing or aggravating uh, agonizing but, but, agonizing pain yeah agonizing is a good word I, I mean it's yeah it's agony is just you know that it's I mean I don't remember haunting you yeah I don't know where the word came from but it sounds like a hellish word that you know you just I, it just has to be dealt with um, has to be dealt with you did a little temporary relief with a little uh, CBD a little CBD action so hopefully that helps a little bit but uh, you know hopefully that tones it down um, how was your Christmas uh, it was chill. It was low key. Yeah. Um, what did I do? Yeah, did, just, uh, yeah, it was chill. Did COVID affect your Christmas at all? Uh, not at all. No. Yeah, okay. I did have COVID right before you had it, so that was fun. My second time, second go. That's right. Since this last, since the last podcast, I believe, I don't know if you necessarily got hit with Omicron. I there's really like no way to know at this point in time, but I strongly believe I had it. So mm. I think we both got hit with bouts of covid um and since then i have been trying to just educate myself more on the subject and i can i think i can honestly say if i know if i knew now uh back then if i knew back then what i know now i don't think i would have received the vaccinations and this is something that uh you know i I really thought a lot about I'm not in some red or blue camp Um, I'm just going by what evidence has been uh, put out there so so two of the uh, main reasons for that is uh, I know we bring up Rogan a lot and a couple other podcasts but we're gonna do it again just because they're good talking points so I've been trying to educate myself and part of that has been listening to uh, the two doctors that Rogan had on recently, uh, one being Dr. Peter McCullough, who is an MD board certified cardiologist who's testified before the U.S. and Texas Senate regarding the current treatment of COVID-19. And the other being Dr. Robert Malone. And I'll just give you a brief um, synopsis of his background. Uh, he is the inventor of the original... Uh, mRNA vaccine patents originally filed in 1989 Uh, he is near a hundred 
peer-reviewed publications cited over 12,000 times. And he is a medical director of the Unity Project, which is a group of organizations which are against mandated COVID vaccines in children. So this doesn't mean necessarily that these people are anti-vax. What this means is uh, there has been a serious effort to to subdue or or prevent the public from doing a deep dive into the risks of the vaccines, the real risks of the vaccines, not the one in a million risks, more like the one in a thousand risks. And one in a thousand is very real. This is not an FDA passable uh, uh, metric. Um, so I've been listening to that. And, um, you know, I heard a, a fun little fact on there uh, from Dr. Peter McCullough, which and he, he said, I don't know if you've heard this prior to me finding this out, but he said, you can't get COVID twice. Um, and I was kind of on my high horse for a while with a couple of friends. <laughs> and I was like, you can't get it twice. You can't get it twice. But he then uh, contacted Dr. Robert Malone, who came on after and said, with this Omicron variant, you can get it twice. So what what that tells me is that these doctors... A lot doctors, of people went for that fourth booster. But people probably... Yeah, people are obsessed with the booster, first off. Uh, but what that tells me is just the integrity of these doctors is not compromised. Um you know, they're not over here pushing some opposing agenda to the vaccine just for the sake of pushing an opposing agenda. They want to get the facts straight and get it out to the public. And I highly recommend listening to episode 1747 and also 1757 um, on Rogan's podcast. So that's how I've been trying to uh, educate myself. Uh, they've been very fascinating. Um you know, it's brought me a lot of comfort and honestly has armed me with some some confidence on like how to combat this stuff in the future. Uh, I just hope that our medical system um, uh, catches up, you know, but, you know, we're not going to try to make this all about COVID or, you know, political reasons and all that. Uh, Cody, what have you been up to? You've been up to listening to new pods. I don't know if you've heard the ones that I've mentioned. Which one? Uh, the, oh, the either, two with Rogan. No, I haven't. I haven't, those haven't been into Rogan lately. Um, uh, yeah, highly recommend them. Yeah, um, yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about them, and uh, obviously those are some well-respected doctors that uh, you know were dethroned from their positions over the past year and whatnot. That's true. That was a huge talking point. So, uh, Doctor Peter McCullough possibly has been removed from Twitter just due to promoting factual information. And Dr. Robert Malone has also been removed from Twitter and possibly LinkedIn um, and other social media platforms, just stating what he knows to be true about mRNA vaccines, because he is could not be more plugged into that world. Yeah, I have, so I haven't seen those. I've been uh, I've been preoccupied with some other podcasts. Uh, this one new podcast that I found this last week absolutely blew my mind into pieces uh it's called contain shout out contain pod it's run by this this kid barrett and uh it's absolutely insane uh contain they basically they examined the schizoid nature of our world um to the point that you know he's had guests on that you know break it down in a way that can be understood that as, as such that we don't even live in a society um which just blows your fucking mind into pieces um you mean a society is in like the traditional <clears throat> definition of what people uh think a society is well, yeah what they even imagine they live in instead what what do we live in instead uh like in his opinion um i mean it, the, it, i didn't finish the episode of, mm -hmm. of the kid who was making that claim um because i my attention span has just been absolute garbage um trying to focus on one thing at a time here i've been really preoccupied uh i think i've had too much screen time obviously i didn't make an instagram until earlier this year when i wanted to follow you know a bunch of comedians but now i've kind of branched out into uh you know this this gen z political online subculture that is uh you know largely yeah. probably the reason why you know beliefs are held you know and, and presidents and and whatnot are, are elected um you're saying technology is getting to you 
It's uh, I think it's getting everybody, but well, yeah, it, it, I just I haven't had time for the JRE pods because I've been on a different frequency that is just as uh, uh, concerning and uh, and uh, you know bubbling up in this in this age that we all are uh, moving through here. Yeah, it's been a, it was a pretty schizo weekend. Yeah, uh, you kind of told me a little bit about that off uh, off mic. Um, so why why do you think the screen time has been uh, affecting your memory or affecting like how you see the world? Is it due to? I mean, do you fall asleep with podcasts in your ear? Yeah, I usually do fall asleep with a pop. Interesting. Like I'll put the timer on just so it you know it'll shut off you know fifteen thirty minutes after I close my eyes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but now there there's some like I think it's just scrolling through the internet, reading things, trying to retain information, looking at you know different memes and 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 just you start to feel it in between your eyes where then you know like this is bad like you know like you're destroying some sort of vitamin mineral protein synthesis when you're when you feel it when you're looking at a screen to the point that you're like i have to stop doing this but then i i also like feel it like as like an addiction where it's like wow like i have to but at the same time like this is so like this is so intriguing that like I'm not, and I noticed myself not for too long, and then so, so I kind of struggled with that this weekend. But it was it was at a time where I also discovered this new podcast. It's just been blowing my mind with you know like the the evolution of language as we know it, or as I know it, and as as I see it or believe it as it it's coming through the pipes for the rest of us. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I'm just I'm glad I got through this weekend. It's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be a great year for everybody. I think we got a lot. We got a lot. A lot of good things in stock for you guys. Yeah, we're hoping to get some guests on. Let's hope it's going to be a, a bang up year. Um, you know, my personally, my new, <laughs> my introduction to this year, I started at a low. So I want to say it's all uphill from here. But recently, a friend of mine has pointed out. Is that phrase a negative or a positive? And I guess it depends how you define it. If you're riding a bike and it's all uphill from there, it's a negative. If you're going, if you're negative in the stock market and you say, and you see something positive in the future in your investment and you say it's all uphill from here, it's a positive. So I don't know how to use that term, but I'm going to use it as a positive here um i started at a real low point uh so i think it's going to be uh all uphill from here um just to expand on that i died new year's eve not literally just mentally and physically so knocking on the door of literally i was so intoxicated i was so I was smoking some things. I was doing both of those things. Like, with impunity. And it's because I had a lot of my mind, Cody. I had a lot of my mind. Cody, let me ask you, what experiences have you had with relationships? Have you ever had your heart broken before? Oh, yeah, it sucks. Who, how many times? Uh, just once, actually. One heartbreak. How old were you? Um... Okay, maybe twice. And uh, it was once I was in 21, and the other one I was 27. Yeah, so, yeah. It's a good amount of time between different different people, I'm assuming. No, actually. Same person? Yeah, yeah. Same person broke your heart twice? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I thought my story yeah, was Yeah, it's brutal. Sorry to hear that. Um, how long did it take you to get over it? What did you do to get over it? Uh, the... F- first time it i, I kind of didn't get over it i think and uh then the second time it was like wow this was like all my mistake mm. And, mm. and and in a in a in a messed up way like th- this is all my mistake like how from the beginning like and I, I i i still don't even like understand it but it doesn't bother me like it did the, the first time around mm-hmm. so i was once this happened to me and we'll get into little bit more detail uh what happened to me over my weekend why i went so uh deep down the rabbit hole of alcohol on new year's eve and then what events have followed that but 
it got me thinking about like why does your body like why does the mechanism of heartbreak exist in your body so i kind of did a little internet searching uh and read some articles about it because i just really wanted to know well first off you're are you really looking for a quicker way to erase it because it sits with you and it's it's a bummer kills your sleep patterns kills your eating patterns uh i can honestly say that since new year's eve and the events that followed i can't fucking i have not been hungry i have not had the sensation of hunger for about three and a half days that doesn't mean i haven't eaten i've been eating like a bird as in very small portions just simply for energy levels but the sensation of being hungry has left my body and i can't seem to get my mind and my stomach to like communicate but that's a whole other story but anyway the the mechanism apparently for heartbreak is that your body has some sort of a uh um has evolved uh to to get worried when you've been exiled by the tribe quote unquote and cut to modern day uh monogamy or whatever being being exiled by some individual person who was important in your life or had the potential to be important in your life when that happens your body goes into sort of rogue mode your body goes into i now have to fend for myself mode and this is going to be very hard and it just like seemed to just uh have a striking familiar familiarity i can't fucking say that word (laughs) uh with everything that i was feeling and uh, it doesn't give me any closer to solving it, but I just, you know, I was always, I was just wondering why it was there. Have you ever wondered why like heartbreak exists? Like, like, you know, cause like on a logical level, right? People are logical. Like for the most part, people are logical. So you can go, I like you, you don't like me. Therefore I should not like you, but it doesn't work that way. You can't get out of it that simply. It's like, you're trapped in a you're just trapped in that world of like that clash that dichotomy of like one person's feelings versus another person's feelings and they'll never it'll never sync up and there's nothing you can do about it yeah this reminded me of one of the contain episode i was listening to where one of the guests said that aristotle understood capitalism and this was realized by some other philosophical writer of the 20th century but yeah, there's uh, there's more like radical philosophies than like Karl Marx and shit, and you see shit like playing out today with like Karl Marx. But then if you observed it through the lens of like this earlier philosophy, like for example, the one that would be more radical than Karl Marx would be like the approach of uh, this dude France Francois Rabelais or something. I'm like just starting to look into him, um, and I can't even like reference what his idea would be, but it's just. There's more uh, out there that would be able to explain the the phenomenon of heartbreak because it's really not the heart that's. I mean, well, if you consider what the heart is, it's just it's just there to keep blood pumping throughout the body. Interesting. So then, why do we say heartbreak? I think it's when, probably some. Go ahead, I'll let well, I was just saying, why why do we say heartbreak when your issues that you have don't have an appetite, which is clearly you know thyroid, you know serotonin, dopamine. Well, yeah. So I was gonna say, I think it it's because when that feeling hits you you feel it in the center of your being and i think people just sort of naturally uh naturally gravitated toward like your your life force of your heart yeah it does that energy it it does seem to stop it like the heart chakra where you're like fuck and i think so just you know given that you know feeling in like your gut you know they don't call it stomach ache it's it's hard yeah it does it somehow it does stop at that that heart chakra where you're like i can't communicate this clearly but it's also like not like a basic issue so i guess i'll just kind of come out and say so dan you know beating around the bush but um i can't believe it's making to the pod but just to give a little you know people go through personal things in their life and you know we I think one of the reasons, and I think Cody would agree, we started this pod is to to help people get through their day and relate and, you know, 
give little nuggets of information and try to relate to people and just promote the human experience. And part of that is going through things like this. So um, I had, I long story short, again, not many details, don't want to throw people's lives out there, but I knew someone I was, someone I was semi-seeing on like a, you know, weekly basis for just like two months. Uh, we had sort of an open relationship, fine, we weren't getting serious, and it hit me out of nowhere that how much I liked that person, and it hit me, I mean, out of nowhere, where you just start thinking about them more and more, and you get excited, and you get excited for the future potential in like seeing them in your future and that uh also contrasted with going into a new year is very symbolic and you're like wow is this like a new year with somebody new and you're about to have all these new experiences with them and like oh my it's so exciting or it has the potential to be exciting and then you know the the, the text messages kind of stop responding and you don't get like as much enthusiasm anymore and you know something's wrong and that's when I went into self-destruct mode on New Year's Eve and I just like wanted to forget about it and I just want to give a shout out uh, to my friends uh, first off shout out to Sean and Carly for hosting a a banger of a Halloween party. I'm uh, sorry, excuse me, New Year's Eve party. Um, also a Halloween party. That was the past. Uh, and also shout out specifically to my buddy Sean to, for, for saving me that night. I mean, I was messed up to the point where head on the table couldn't feel anything. So I guess mission accomplished on the not feeling anything. Uh, and just, you know, vomiting and shaking and. <laughs> on a roller coaster for six hours essentially that you cannot get off of it's the worst the spins people know what i'm talking about and you can ingest a, a serious amount of alcohol too. i'm seen, a drinker i've seen, <laughs> not, I've seen not rich often, i've seen rich ingest some concerning amounts of alcohol we've been to tampa seem unfazed yes that's right it's in fact it's kind of legendary yeah, at this point it is not legendary. to toot my own horn but it's been said uh, I think I went through a bottle of champagne, uh, several tumblers of rum, a uh, <laughs> couple of shots. Uh, I had an, what was the last couple of drinks? There was a la- there was another couple of hard alcohol drinks, couple shots of tequila peppered in, and then it's really just smoking uh, m- joints with impunity. I'll just say it, just keep pass passing it, passing it. And I got through a lot of the night. I got I made it to about 1 a.m. Uh, after that, it was all downhill from there, to use that at term as a negative. Uh, okay, so I felt that. And then um, the next day, uh, you know, I, call, I contact this person, and they are down to meet up. I'm like, okay, that was for nothing. Shrug that, shrug that night off. Uh, let me come home from New Hampshire, kind of specifically to meet this person. Uh, I come home, me and this person have a, a fun little like hangout night, uh, you know, comfy clothes and pizza. And I then present a couple of Christmas gifts that I just thought this person deserved in my life. It's a new year. I'm excited. I go to put on like maybe a TV show as, you know, people do, you know, when they're on stay at home dates after seeing each other for a while. And then comes the talk. Oh, the talk. Just the turn, the pause, and the, we got to, you know, I got something to say right now. And you go, this isn't going to be good. And then proceeds to just give me the, I know how you feel about me. And I do not feel the same way about you. And that's that. So you you, you let her know you were a little excited before this New Year's Eve party? I Or in the, the week coming or whatever? People, I think this is a... Um, kind of classic uh, or maybe a stereotypical uh talking point of like why men are cold or maybe even why women are cold too I, I guess i just mean for people not necessarily sex related but is that people tend to it's kind of the they want to be the thrill of the chase 
they want to be in the thrill of the chase and they don't and once they've accomplished that they uh pull back they go oh they like like they like me it's like it's too soon for them to like me so it's no longer interesting to them mm. um of course you know a couple that that's followed up with although you know you're a great person you're amazing blah 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 there's something that they don't like about you and i'll never know what that is I'll never know. There's. It's not like it could lead into. Do I need to work out more? Do I not have enough money? Do is it due to my uh, attitude towards? Is my political leanings? Is it like what is it? It's just you'll never get information. You'll never get a satisfied answer. So, um, sorry. What was your question? Uh, I was just so I was saying so you, so you communicated to her somehow. Yes. Okay. So right. You were so a little excited. I think about I it. I think I kind of did that stuff a little too early. Now I wasn't spazzing out about yeah, it. Yeah, I yeah. just you know it would be like I'd say something like like you got me, girl. Like you know give her like a wink, 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 nudge, nudge, or something like that. And I think that was a little bit too much. And I don't think she was looking for that. Um. And then you know she drops. Uh little one-two punch of I'm dating someone else you know I've already been with them as in hooked up with them and I'm like oof like okay like I thought we were kind of doing that but I guess uh that's done and uh and then okay take your gifts and have a nice night you know it's uh, no bye you know here's the door take a step out of my life and it sucks it just sucks because it's like things were good things were on track to be even better and you never know what's going to happen i don't want to dwell on that too much but i will go into something uh that caught my eye today actually which is i don't know if uh well you're familiar with dr jordan peterson who Mm. i think is I want to say a national treasure, but it's it's really a worldly treasure at this point. If you don't know who he is, ladies and gentlemen, please look up Jordan Peterson. Of course, he's been on Rogan. Uh, he's a top tier psychologist and psycho, I believe, psychotherapist. Um, and there was a little clip of him just on YouTube today. Just the algorithm got me, and there was a little clip of him, and he said. Uh, he was talking about agreeable and disagreeable and the quote the title of the YouTube video the clip I saw is guys are too nice good luck and that's on YouTube and the long and short of it is is uh, when is it good to be a tame man and when do you carve your own ways with minimal concern for the other person Um and I think the reason this sort of event or this heartbreak kind of shook me a little bit more than expected or much more than expected was because for the last year and a half prior to this, I had minimal, con- I was the disagreeable man, which he's actually kind of an advocate for because he goes into how that actually solves problems mm. because agreeable mm. people is kind of he, I I think I don't want to put words in his mouth but the more, there's a there's a parallel with the more you agree with someone the more you submit to someone mm. right if you're constantly agreeing to whatever the other wants to do in a way that's submitting to what they want to do yeah being disagreeable is sort of empowering and then you go your way so I was being disagreeable as far as wanting to do my own thing and playing the field and living living it up and i think that's what she's doing now so and i think that's what she wanted to do now because i enjoyed her company the agreeableness in me came out the agreeableness wanted to submit to her and that was a turnoff that's a no-no so I think that's why people get these hard outer shells and become tough to date and become cold and unreadable in the future to future people that they are dating and they never know what somebody else is thinking. And it's because they've been through many of these experiences um, and they've, they don't want to, to get their hopes up anymore. 
so I just thought that was an just an interesting observation um you know but time heals all wounds and that that's just what happened it is what it is now you know um it is what it is so you know if you have any questions about that write in you know let us know your heartbreak stories just kidding I don't care I'm now disagreeable <laughs> time to hit the gym baby Cody yeah you've had visions of God recently yeah it was a real schizophrenic weekend man um I was alone for New Year's Eve, just chilled in, didn't really socialize, made a few beats, played a few oh, games. Oh, really? Yeah. Can we get a little beat sample on this? Uh, by the way, seriously write in and tell Cody how absolutely fire the intros to these podcasts have been, because right. I think they're unbelievable. It's fun. it's fun making those. I'm looking forward to making this one. I'm just going to say it right here, guys comment on our instagram subscribe to our instagram subscribe to youtube comment on the youtube videos if you like the beats hopefully cody can do a little sampler and cut that in um at this moment or in the beginning of this podcast or at the end of this podcast whichever he prefers but uh sorry continue so you're making beats yeah no so i I was and yeah it was just you know i ended up just going to bed shortly after midnight or whatever new year's uh you know home alone fucking all weekend i didn't really go out until like last night i finally just was like i gotta get out of the fucking house i went for a long walk and this was just like toggling between like podcasts that were like catching my attention but also like then destroying my ability to stay focused so like i would listen to like a podcast for like 20 minutes until like my add kicked in and my memory was gone and then i would be like okay now i have to switch to this other podcast or this other guest on this same podcast and i'm like going back and forth between like you know like the 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 we don't live in a society but then back into like uh this this guests uh there was this one guest this kid was uh human trafficked there's this human trafficking cult they're they're still going on out there and uh they're a very small group um but they work by like um cults or criminals yeah well this so this one's they're 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 outwardly a cult they call Talk themselves about a cult. Maxwell? no 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 <laughs> Yeah, not talking about Jizz Lane, but um, yeah. So I, I mean, I it's just these two weird people, like they and they, they you know, they they it's insane how cults evolve over time. You know, like obviously the fucking Manson thing. You look back, and then it's like, wait, was that all CIA? And then you see like a cult today, and there's no sign of the CIA or anything like that. But you're thinking, like, wait a minute, like could there be like glimpses of the CIA or fucking secret societies, fraternities, like, like conducting these and so like now so and then i'm like fuck i can't listen to this podcast anymore i go back to the other one i'm like yeah we don't live in a society or like oh like you know this i mean there was a really great great there was a great with a great quote there was a really great wicked, quote. wicked great <laughs> there was a great quote from uh one of them that wasn't as skits um there was this uh asian kid who's really smart and um he was talking about like a Taoist mafia which is interesting i mean imagine chinese mob yeah but a religious mob so like i mean imagine a communist religious country. chinese mob is, sounds like the most terrifying thing I've yeah ever. imagine i mean then that's going on so like you know you got china the what is it kafco i think c-o-f-c-o is like their biggest you know food processor exporter or whatever before we get too far hold that thought i just want to make a, a mm. silly little observation um what's the difference between gislaine maxwell and this can of uh mango seltzer uh, I don't know. Give up? Yeah. This mango seltzer is guilt-free. <laughs> oh, she's uh, she's only got one charge. She's not too guilty. She got away with one charge. You're all laughing at home. Okay, you're talking about uh, China controlling the food. Go. Well, yeah. So there's that Kafka uh, in China, and uh, they've recently started to just like not fucking ship food around, like even their own country. But this is like a seven hundred billion dollar like food company. Uh, so that that's not just affecting China, but it's also affecting other countries. I'm not sure if it might well, be I mean, affecting the U.S. China a pays a dollar. Yeah, right. Seven hundred. Well, they'd have to pay. Just kidding. Maybe ten. Kidder, you know, hundred bucks. But. <laughs> um, yep. But damn, like imagine. So just imagine like a communist country with a religious mafia, and I mean a religion that's arguably more advanced than Catholicism and Judaism. Uh, I'm sorry, we can't mention the Jews anymore. But uh, <laughs> so, I mean, the, the, I mean, in this podcast, uh, coincidence? They were, they were. I mean, this this Asian kid he analyzed uh, 
you know, like the flaws in like Catholicism. And, you know, if you think of Catholicism, the main flaw is that we don't know who the Godhead is that is controlling the organization, the, the fraternal organization of, you know, Catholicism or Protestantism or whatever. You, you know what mean, I mean? But do you believe that they reside in the Vatican? Um, I don't know. I don't like, do you, like, how close is that person related to the Pope? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know, but like, like from like, you know, the, the tests of time, like, you know, Catholicism, Protestantism, whatever, like if you're believing in like God and Jesus and Mary and all that, then like your only issue at the top is like, who's giving you this information. Whereas like with Taoism, they're built on a philosophy that basically says like, just, you know, a singularity and, and non-duality. So their whole philosophy is like... Is it safe? A supercomputer. To, okay. Is it safe to say, Catholicism? It is unclear whether or not the that religion is based off of love or if it's based off of control. You do not know. That's the. That's yeah. The, yeah. I guess that's that's a fair way to put that's it. That's yeah. the never-ending uh, discussion or 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 contradicting. Yeah. You don't know if it's based on capitalism you don't know or communism. Okay, I'm just going to use love and control. Yeah, yeah. Because that those have political kind of associations, yeah. and this I think goes back before political parties were even like really right, established. Honorable. So, and then, but you're saying definitely China is not only based on control, but based off an agenda. Well, imagine you're uh, just a, a religious man, and you have this business, and then you know the U.S. is just working on fake money and they're so in debt and your business you're high up in this business that has these relationships with this country that its economy is is just absolutely schizo right now nobody knows what the economy is about to do um but you know you could be sure as shit that they're going to try to just print more money again going forward but either that or tax these other companies that they have or other countries that we have relations with and so these these you know holy men in positions of power and you know these corporations in china or whatever they're just like okay let me just get my shit together let me just uh yeah, well. let me just make sure my family's good my lineage is good let me uh make a few modifications in the 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 trade or whatever and uh let's make sure that you know our immediate state is good before we start worrying about the rest of the country and then the rest of the world well that you know again it's is it a natural human uh response to be in a position of power and immediately secure your nuclear family and extended family or what have you immediately secure your loved ones is that a natural human response that overwrites securing everyone else for the betterment of their good even if it's to a detriment of my good i think it is i think it's a natural response to be like if you have if you have all the money uh and i i'm just using that as an exaggeration if you have all the money you keep all that money in your lineage you keep all that money in your in your family um and if you then the second thought is like okay how do I improve others' way of life? Or maybe that's not even a concern to you. And it sounds like more and more, both with the U.S. and China's open about. I mean, the U. the the dirty secret that I think many people are learning in recent years, and if not months, is that the U.S. is really leaning on its past laws and regulations to keep its uh, population afloat but it has no interest in improving upon those laws and regulations to lift up its population and that has never been more apparent by the growing chasm in the middle class um, I mean you're, go you're now looking at is someone rich or is someone considered poor like can someone buy your whole city block and can someone afford a condo in a rural area? Like it's, the chasm is growing and growing. Now, as far as China goes, I don't really know how they do business over there, but they definitely have a lot of control and influence on this side of the pond. 
Yep, and they're seven hundred dollar, seven hundred billion dollar food company. Kafka is uh, seemingly at siege with uh, you know the places that it was recently doing business with. Um, whether that's a malevolent effort or it's their own uh, you know benevolence for taking care of their loved ones, time will tell. Um, there was an awesome quote that that Asian kid had though um, from that episode of Contain. I was listening to the kid that was talking about the Taoist mafia. And the quote was on enlightenment, and it was amazing. It's, enlightenment is an infinite, constant, and recursive application of the removal of obstruction. Like, I'll say that, I'll say it one more time. Enlightenment is an infinite, constant, and recursive application of the removal of obstruction. So... And what does that mean to you? Want to break that down? Break it down. I mean... It means to me that like we we are all we can all be enlightened. Uh, you can't govern a soul with an unconscious science if you don't have the soul. But you can govern a soul with an unconscious science, uh, and I think that's that's more of like a Rabelaisian approach, which would be more radical than Marxist philosophy, which seems to permeate a lot of people's minds today when they're frustrated with these political. Uh, I hear that being tossed out a lot. You know, it's Marxist, it's socialism. Yeah, it's and I don't like, even think people under, really understand. They don't what they're talking, understand. I, I don't going to say I yeah. understand it, but I know fuck they don't understand yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But like, I mean, getting into that contain podcast, it's making me want to pick up like a book, and I don't know whether to pick up like a, the Bible or or uh, capitalist realism first, because like, uh, I know Michael Malice has a lot of good talking points on it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, that would be through his filter, but you know, I don't think he's, he's not looking to, he might maybe, I mean, he's like a self-proclaimed anarchist, but that's a whole other thing. Yeah. He had a good pod with Yarvin that I was listening to a couple of weeks ago. I forget most of the content at this point. Yeah. I mean, that's another, there's so much information now out there with podcasts. Um, probably even this one, I mean, things just get lost in the ether. Uh, so we hope to keep you guys entertained. So you keep coming back. Um, but you know you got to keep cranking them out you got to keep cranking out the episodes and just stay relevant stay on the tip of the spear you know um however uh you had mentioned um you had mentioned that quote and you know the the turmoil of kind of current day society and it also bleeds into not China's not only controlling power and influence and money, it's they're controlling technology. And you know, you see some of this with the whole kind of TikTok controversy that happened, you know, a year or two years ago, uh, and then supposedly was smoothed over due to the American excuse me. An American corporation heading this heading TikTok for the North east i don't yeah. i don't know how how really how it works but so they're, they're controlling technology like to the degree that we allow them to or that we North cooperate America with them like we don't need phones but we have them now and like for everybody to just live without their phone would be almost an unbearable task for so many people but uh like i don't know who's to initiate that or what but yeah like they i don't think they control tech i mean they control some technology but we work with them to control like you know the ultimate technology of our assembly into a future and they have influence over content and they have influence over the american way of life hollywood now. all that yeah yeah hollywood i mean there's the john cena apology uh rogan brings that up a lot uh that is wild where he just basically said uh taiwan uh, I love Taiwan or I can't wait to visit the Taiwanese people and China's like what? Like what's Taiwan? And then in perfect Mandarin John Cena then apologizes <laughs> to the Chinese to the country of China. Um but uh that feeds into, you know, tech dividing this country and there's lots of evidence showing Russia's influence and China's influence and a lot of these profiles that are created online 
with very intelligent, not very intelligent, but intelligent enough arguments that are posted um, leaning toward one side of the political spectrum or the other. And many of these things, folks, I mean, you know, you see, you see 10,000 comments on somebody's post and uh, 3,000 of them are for it and another 3,000 of them against it. Well, guess what? Those are those are bought the vast majority of those posts that people that you think are people taking time out of their day to type these characters and comment on this and comment their opinion on this whatever scenario you're looking at in your feed is not real they're not real people or they are real people getting paid by a foreign government to post that just because it promotes division maybe not the vast majority but i think the majority because I don't think people care as much about social media as people think people care about social media. That has been a latest revelation of mine. Mm. I I think I think I know social media is big. I but it's like it's hard to it's hard to it, we put percentages on things. If you say if you said twenty percent of the United States of America cared about social media that's 20 percent of 350 million people uh so like what is so call it 25 percent and that's just under 100 million people right that's like it's like 80 million or something just quick math here so like 80 million interactions online and you being plugged into that it looks infinite and forever but that's only 20 percent of people Mm. it's like i don't so i don't think that there's as much hype about social media as people think there are there is just due to the so many of these bots on twitter and on instagram um i want to play something again rogan's pod but it's a it's something uh you know that doesn't have to do with a a psychologist or a, a doctor but ari shafir uh is a comedian that we love uh that we saw at Skankfest. um and we'd love to see again sometime. I saw him at the Wilbur Theater about a year and a half ago. Uh, I hope he comes back around, although he, he did just come back around. I could not go to that show, but um, I hope to see him again sometime soon. Um, and he's just, you know, they were just bullshitting on the pod as we're doing now. And he said something that really struck a chord with me, and I'm going to play it right now. Um, and it just has to do with where we are with the current state of tech and um, sentiments toward that. So I'm just going to play that right now. For, for, to do nothing. You're just yeah, filling us all with anxiety and fear. You're right. For nothing. But you understand. You're not an activist. You're ruining everybody's life. You understand why if everybody accepts that definition, they actually think they are because they get involved in social issues and they spread emails and they, you know, have meetings. Or whatever, I get it, whatever but you're doing it wrong. You're doing. doing it wrong. We're all, well, everyone's less happy. Everybody out there is less happy, and everybody feels it. They're doing it wrong. Make them do it right so we're not all fucking hating our brothers. It's dumb. It's clearly fucking us all up. It is, but it's it's. Everybody's at each other's throats. It's terrible, and they're doing it. Stop it. You can't do that shit. We none of us signed up for that. It's bullshit. We all feel less happy. All of us. Tell me I'm wrong. From 10 years ago to now. But what do you what do you suggest? I'm saying they're done? hurting all of us. We didn't give permission to do that. In what way? We're, we're in there hating each other. The way we turn against our... I just want to reiterate what he just last said, uh, which is the thing that resonated the most with me, is, and Cody, please feel free to comment on this, is we did not give them permission to do that. I That is... that I just got goosebumps saying it out loud. <laughs> um, there are... There are entities at play on this little device you look at every day where your permissions have been taken away from you i know this this goes more than just the privacy thing it goes into like you did not know you were signing up for a psychological fucking and that's what's going on now with many people and people don't know how to handle it people don't have the mental capacity to handle it like I think people live in ci- who live in cities get a little high up on like their intellectual uh, abilities, and maybe they understand what's going on. But there's a lot of people out there that I'm, I'm not saying it's like a dumb versus smart thing. I'm just saying 
and I think I've kind of said this on other podcasts, it's like we shouldn't expect the person who wants to do a simple, simplistic task every day of maybe a blue, it's a blue collar thing or a blue collar task to understand what's going on because they're just going to have a simple view of one side or the other and go with the first opinion or what have you because they don't they're not equipped to deal with this and by the way we're all not really equipped to deal with this to be honest with you i'm just gonna let this play a little bit more uh cody unless cody you want to chime in no go for it neighbors now that's all new the way we're like i don't talk to my mom anywhere because she voted this way that's crazy right that was never a thing they're doing that to us and wait, we signed up under the idea that we're sharing pictures of our fucking food and then they turned each other on each other wait wait, wait, it's wait, awful. wait, 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 wait you wait, eat wait. your bloody shit <laughs> okay i'll stop it there uh the people have turned people on each other in a and I don't know if you call it a violent way, but it's sort of, it's uh, anxiety driven. It's uh, emotionally, that your emotional buttons, your emotional system has been hijacked. And I think people need to really take a big step back um, from so not only social media, but the way, the way social media is run needs to have more of a council of people that have the best intentions uh for the product or for sorry not for the product the best intentions for the subjects of the product and that's just you know i don't want to go too long on this subject because you know people kind of know this or aware of this or if you weren't aware of this maybe now you are hopefully but uh that's how i feel that's how i feel about it uh, how do you in what ways cody do you think modern day media and or social media it's not only me social media it's just media as mm. well has negatively influenced your family or people that you care about friends um i i'm not sure it's exactly negative um but it's definitely in a major way and uh I th the way I see it is like you know like our parents like all they knew was like you know conservative liberal democrat republican and still to this day like you know like my parents they hear what they hear from Fox News or whatever and my dad's just like oh you know it's the it's the fucking democrats you know what I mean if everybody was republican everything would be all right and it's like nowadays like we have way more than just you know conservative and liberal now we have you know and that's the inter that's why I was going so crazy lately with like the gen z political online subculture because like there are a lot of people out there that aren't bots and like they're they're growing up in this world and they're interacting with each other and they're spreading these memes and they're 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 building these personas they're they're and uh, interacting with the bots unknowingly. and interacting with the bots on yeah and they're cultivating these identities and they're acting they're you know that this is karma this is life like they're they're doing things in reality uh, that are way more complex than just like, you know, even like Marxism, you know what I mean? It's like, and like, I just want to fucking pick up a book and, and just start fucking studying this shit because like, it's, it's gonna play out. And I think like, yeah. I, I think well, it's books way, don't like, yell at you books. Talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like the way I see it is like, it's gonna play out. And like, we're, I don't think we're going to get a handle on this. I think the our next hope to get a handle on this sort of thing is that Gen Z online political subculture that seems so uh, blackpilled at this point. Um, so I'm not sure it's a negative thing that it's in a, in a way that, you know, technology has influenced my life and my family and whatnot um, mm -hmm. and everybody that I know because there's this old like proverb or whatever. I, uh, I think it was like a Buddhist thing or whatever. And like um, the guy's son, like he was like drafted and then he like, uh, like and then so the guy comes the neighbor comes to his house and he's like oh like you know like isn't that terrible like your son got drafted and the, he the, got the monk farmer or whatever he's just like oh you know I don't I don't know who knows and then uh, so he, he, he lost his leg at, you know he comes back or whatever and he's like riding a horse or something and like oh no no sorry my bad yeah that's how it happened he was he, he lost his leg riding the horse or whatever I'd imagine and then they riding came a horse with one leg is very no yeah right, so yeah so I turned that around right he um <laughs> So so he broke his leg riding a horse or whatever, and the neighbor's like, oh, like, isn't that terrible? Like, he fucking broke his leg. And then uh, 
he was like oh i don't who knows like and then like the draft officer came by the next day or whatever and he's like all right we're here to take your son to war and he's like oh well, he, he's got a broken leg and then the guy was like oh like isn't that great like he, he didn't have to get drafted because he fucking ha- his leg was broken and then like the next day like i don't he like died or some shit but like it, <laughs> who knows like what's good or what's bad because like there's more to come and like there's we haven't accounted for like everything to come and so like i like as hard as it is like because nobody you know even my generation like you know like none of my friends are like researching online political gen z subcultures like that's just that, that that's just the that sentence would sound disgusting to them They're, that's they don't want to know that that's real and like i i have the i guess will to like to like that drives me to want to pick up a book and start reading and like that's something i would be able to like actually study and retain in a way that like I, I I do believe that's the future, and I'm 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 going in that direction because I I just it seems to be like the last frontier or the latest frontier. Let me know if you agree with this. Possibly what it sounds like you're doing is fortifying your position. You're fortifying your mental position on on life because of your what you've seen in your past experiences, and you and you're sort of ar- you're talking about arming yourself with knowledge. You're talking about reinforcing your mind with real world knowledge or past knowledge that is locked away in books that many people know about. I'm not saying that, uh, that people don't read books, but people don't, there's, you know, it's very divided out there. I mean, you're telling your people just, you know, spew out information and then there are experts on that information. Uh, by, by the way, I have to now uh, digress and say we are not experts on any of this information, but... Um, Yet. We hope to be. Yeah, exactly. Yet. We hope to be, uh, and we hope to you know bring up interesting factual topics. And, I mean, that's why uh, you, know, you kind of... We kind of maybe lean in the direction of some Rogan clips because they're, they're just simply experts talking about their field. There's not, not an agenda. Relatable. Yes. And... Um, and but arming yourself with knowledge so people are not doing that okay so they're so they're being carried by the media slash social media river and whatever delta or whatever fork in the river splits is the way they flow and they're not arming themselves with the ability to create their own path or to create maybe the better path for humanity May, it starts with creating the better path for yourself, and then it eventually all feeds into, just like a river, the better path for humanity. But right now, the river is being controlled. The river is being controlled by the amount of information that's being pumped into people's skulls. Skulls. And for the audio listeners, I pointed to a skull on the table. It's not a real skull. I got it from Home Goods. Good deal. Anyway, um,. And I think more people need to pump the brakes, pick up a book, or arm themselves with some, not necessarily, it doesn't have to be a book, obviously, we're in modern age, you know, audiobooks, blah, 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 and arm themselves with some sort of knowledge, because the world has seen this before in some capacity. It's not like, I don't mean they've seen it before in specific ways, like some infinite universe loop, although that's another topic for another day. Uh, <laughs> Cody's nightmares. Um, <laughs> but I mean, they've seen it in some capacity as far as a playbook has been written in humanity, and the reaction of humans towards other humans doing things has been recorded, and it's it's has been recorded from the times books have uh, been invented, or you know, printing has been available to the masses. So arm yourself. We're saying arm yourself with knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll try to do a little bit of that for you as well. Uh, we're coming up here on 58 minutes, probably a little less than that because we killed some time um, with the audio stream and video kind of syncing. So we probably got another five to 10 minutes left here. <sighs> Code. Any other topics? Cliff High. I was listening to Cliff High. Yeah. I know he's a little he's a little skitzed. But uh, he put up a pretty good argument that we might only be in like 900 to 1100 AD. Where did you hear this? Uh, his name is Cliff High. Uh, he used to run on YouTube, but now he's only on BitChute. Uh, did he get banned from YouTube? Mm, I don't know if he, he might have got shadow banned or something like that. Yeah. 
maybe but he's i mean he still has his video his old videos up but he hasn't posted in like eight months but anyway it was like a and you might think like oh no you could just look at the trees and tell how many years like we've been alive and it's like no 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 they would have accounted for the carbon dating of the trees like these fraternal organizations that he was talking about coming together and working uh you know and then and then i found another and i found this random meme that i thought was kind of funny and it was like in the style of you know, like that. We believe in science and all that. For and it the was. Audio uh, listeners, what does it say? It's uh, so it says, in this house we believe an evil black scientist by the name of Yakub, living on the Isle of Potmos, created the white race six thousand years ago by means of eugenics. Now, I, I this I didn't I didn't realize this was a a thing that people believed in, but I guess it started in like the nineteen thirties. I think it was called like the 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 na- nation of Islam or something, but it was established in the U S back in the thirties. And I don't know, I, that had no significance to the cliff high thing, but it's just insane that there's these, like it, it's, it, it makes you wonder, it makes you like, you know, ride the guardrail on the apex of the turn, like getting so close to the guardrail at top speed that you're like, uh, like, you know, time is not linear. Like, it's not linear. So, are all the fucking time periods like just going side by side, and like you just choose yours, and you just like drown out the others? Like, maybe. Well, time is linear <laughs> as far as your perception. Your perception of time can only be linear. If you're saying we cannot perceive something that is, we can't perceive a time that exists that is indeed non-linear. Uh, then that's, I think, a different sort of a different issue right you can only perceive time as linear so yeah, yeah. if time is indeed non-linear well, i mean not re- i mean not because you could perceive it more than that i mean you can only experience you know your life from beginning to end but there's no like law that says you know there's no physical law that says that time isn't going backwards like there's no reference point for that uh you just see the life from beginning to end but then that just means going backwards is the new goings forwards. Right? Yeah. But then like what's parallel to that? Like like why why are we what is parallel yeah, to like, that? Yeah, like why why are we in our third eyes and not like well over there? It has some th- there are answers out there because we do know that time does weird stuff when you as you approach a black hole. In uh, time, yeah, but that's Neil deGrasse Tyson shit. Well, that why we know that though. That's that can be proven yeah. due to physics. Neil deGrasse Tyson. There's some funny memes. I don't think about it's him. just Neil. No, I know. I, I don't know, think no. this has been said. But before. it's like, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. also probably been said by uh, yeah. uh, wheelchair physics physicists. Uh, uh, there's a good picture in it. it. There's a good picture that spans like seven years of tweets from Neil deGrasse Tyson. And he says the same Stephen thing. Stephen Hawking. No, no. It's, yeah, well, Neil deGrasse. There's a picture of like seven tweets over like the course of like eight years. And it's it's yeah. it's Neil deGrasse Tyson. So it, you, in, the, in a mirror, you can only kiss yourself on the lips. <laughs> <laughs> he said this like seven or eight times over the course of a decade. Like, well, but I mean, this is a guy who's... Sexy man yeah, lips. What are you going to do? He's obsessed with his lips. He just defiled Carl Sagan's spot. He defiled you really? He millennialized it, yeah. You don't think he picked up the ball and ran no, with he, it? He might. I, nobody I, else on this planet yeah. that has even tried to do that. I mean one would hope. One would one can only hope. What is your issue with him? He's too woo woo. No, I don't really have an issue. It, it was just like you know, like when you watch these 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 television programs that are talking about like the end of time and shit and you're like, Alright, yeah, well I'm sitting here in front of a TV like like you know like it's very likely that you know, the, uh, you know, like they were using Sazer technology to move rocks and shit back in the day when they were like moving these rocks and shit. Like, there's, if you, like talking about pyramid shit. Yeah, like pyramids and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. So like, there's like, you know, there's this. It's unknown. Well, yeah. There's this one like, like, like I don't I forget his title or whatever, but he's like studying this shit and like it. You know, like the um, the layout of the land looks like. Uh, you know, like a, a semiconductor, or, or it looks like a motherboard. It looks like it looks like it contains semiconductors. Also, the stones that they were using were quartz, which is ninety nine percent silica. And so, like, yeah, it's it, all the signs are there that they were just using laser technology, which is laser technology but with sound, 
Um, sight. So that sounds like a what? child made that up. No, no, no. Because this is a laser. Laser. Is, laser what what is, sound? What, is, what should we call it? Laser uh, stands for laser? light amplified. <laughs> light amplified. Okay. Something. I know. All right. Whatever radiation, but it's it's just that with sound, and it's like, <laughs> dude, if they're building motherboards, like, what, like this is a laser, but with fire. What should we call it? A phaser. Yeah. But like, dude, we're out here like building motherboards and like you know like planting gods in different sections of the cosmos, and then you're gonna sit me down. And in front of a television and tell me Neil deGrasse Tyson is just telling me that we don't know what's out there. I'm like, fuck you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I created this world and I give you privilege to live in it. These are not my (laughs) sentiments, but my podcast partner in his own time is saying (laughs) those words. He will say that, uh, fuck Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Okay. Uh, (laughs) I think that's a good uh, kind of note to go out on. Yeah, um, you know, leave people feeling good about their day. And uh, guys, a couple of developments. Let's just talk about the pod itself. Um, Cody has been working hard and got us posted on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, and a bunch of other feeds. So you know, I think this I, a lot of podcast hosts find say find us on those platforms and also wherever you listen to your favorite podcast uh, as should as the, be wherever you need it yep cast box over, overcast all that shit so if it's not audio goes yep. if it's not just email uh charismatic pod at gmail.com but i'm pretty sure we got all the bases covered yeah and that's the thing we do want to hear from you if if that's something if you want to interact with us we'll, we'd love to you know start doing some interactions um obviously if it gets crazy we we can't get to everything but we're throwing it out there now. Uh, C H A R I S M A N I C pod uh, at gmail.com. It's charismatic pod. And DM us on uh, Instagram uh, at uh, charismatic pod and uh, comment on the YouTube. Uh, you know, if you're, if you are only listening, um, you know, feel free to throw us up on YouTube sometime and, you know, get a little audio experience. Uh, that's something that a lot of podcasts that I watch, people say listen to, but I watch them, uh, have said, which is, I know Tim Dillon has commented on it, where he doesn't get the numbers uh, he he gets, like, when he does a YouTube. And people all want to just see him talk, and it's stupid. It's stupid from the point of... You're sitting there with a mic in your hand. There's nothing. What's the C? Like, I'm not fucking spinning a basketball or standing on my head. We're just talking, right? So, but he does better numbers when he just does that because people just kind of want that visual experience. Well, also, those are free. He doesn't do videos from the paid episode. That's true. But uh, he the, he just made a comment about the responses uh, uh, or the interactions as far as those go. And a couple other, uh, I think Mark Norman has said some things um, about it and uh, Sam Morrell. But anyway... Uh, like and subscribe, share if you like what we're doing. I I feel comfortable to put a bow on this third episode. Um, we'll be coming back at you soon, Cody. Anything else to add? Nothing, nothing at all. I don't okay. think. But um, yeah, fucking love you guys. We're uh, we do love you guys. We're going head first into the sun, and we're taking you with us. Hell yeah! Thank you for supporting. Fuck you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I have not had the sensation of hunger for about three and a half days. Are all the fucking time periods, like, just going side by side and, like, you just choose yours? You did not know you were signing up for a psychological fuck. Ride the the guardrail on the apex of the turn at top speed. And I think more people need to pump the brakes.